You are listening to The Therapy Guy, talking about all things mental health, informing and supporting you when you need it most. Contact us for more information or with any comments and please leave a review if you enjoy what you hear. Thanks for listening. Hi and welcome back to The Therapy Guy. My name's Alan and today we're going to talk to you about how to make change which supports our mental health. So we are constantly being offered these different tips and advice on how to stay healthy and active. And we're increasingly being offered more and more advice around caring for our mental health and well-being. So why do we sometimes struggle to listen to all this great advice and this guidance from the experts? If we take, for example, that for years we've been told to eat more fruit and veg, told to take more exercise, and although a lot of us do this, some of us can struggle with prioritising our own health and well-being over other things in our lives. And I know, of course, at times there can be a financial or time elements which prevent us from engaging in these changes. But we also know deep down that we really should be doing these things. Now, I see lots of reasons why we struggle to make changes, both personally and professionally. Myself and my colleagues support people every day, encouraging them to find the strength and the will to make the changes that they want and understand the benefit that this will be to them in the long term. Some of the basic reasons we struggle are that we sometimes feel pressured to conform and feel that we have been told what we should and shouldn't do. And when we can't and can't do something for whatever reason, and when we do this, we got a sense that if we can't achieve what is being asked of us, we get an inner sense of this failing. And it compounds the feelings of, what's the point of trying when all I do is fail every time? In some of us, there's a, a rebellious streak. I know that I've got this. And this rebellious streak struggles when we're told to do something or not do something. Just think about it. Sometimes when you see a wet paint sign or the old classic do not push the red button, how many of us actually give in and actually just out of curiosity just press the button or touch the paint just to see what will happen? So when we are told we can't do something, our internal thought process can lead us to craving it even more than we normally do. Think about it with the situation at the moment with the COVID-19 virus and the lockdown guidelines. These have been issued for our good, by the government on how we can improve things and make things better overall. But how many people are finding it difficult not to go out all of a sudden? All of a sudden we want to go out for walks, we want to do these things that we haven't done for a long time. Just look how many people are out jogging or cycling right now. So what I'm trying to say is that to make changes to our lifestyles, takes a couple of very basic things that us as people we can overlook. One of the first ones is desire and the advantage of the change. Is that advantage to change big enough for us to endure the changes we have to make, the process we have to go through? If we take losing weight or getting fit as an example, it involves a lot of change. We suddenly have to watch or change what we eat. 
we have to exercise, whether that's at the gym, in a class or on our own. All these sudden changes can make our body struggle. And think about all those hunger pains and exercise pains that we get as a result initially. So our desire and uh, reasons behind the change have to be big enough to see us through this initial process. That's why sometimes it takes a big event or moment in our lives to encourage, encourage these changes. I'll give you an example. Previously, I was asked by a lady who wanted some hypnotherapy. She wanted the hypnotherapy to give up smoking. Now, she had previously had open heart surgery, partially due to her smoking. And while she had stopped for a while as she recuperated, etc., she had found herself just suddenly starting to smoke again. So I asked her, what would it take to give her a big enough reason to stop if open heart surgery couldn't? The reason she'd start again was that all these things that had happened in her lives, all the changes that she had to make, for her just seemed too much. Her brain wanted some normality, and the normal, as it was for years, was for her to smoke. So, what are your reasons for making a change? Think about it. Think about, are those reasons big enough to keep you going through the painful, difficult times when you are, during, uh, when you are changing? Secondly, what are you going to do first? People can have this moment and they, they decide to change their lives and they go on that diet and they start heading to the gym several times a week. But after a while, their motivation can start to struggle. They can forget why they started all those weeks or days ago and the change is so big, it can be difficult to maintain. Now, this might all sound like a bit like doom and gloom, but it isn't really. What I'm encouraging you to think about is that you can achieve whatever you want. Sometimes it will be hard, sometimes it will take longer than you expect. Sometimes you will fail and then most probably fail some more before you achieve that target, before you get there. But understanding that we all have to fail and take responsibility for ourselves is what will enable us to achieve the things we want. The smoker I spoke about earlier blamed other people for offering her a cigarette, for smoking around her. We discussed that it had to be her strength, her determination that was going to enable her to say no. I would encourage you to break things down and start with becoming aware of how you do things now before initiating any changes you want to make. Now, by this, I mean if we use dieting as an example, if you want to lose or gain weight, you can just grab a diet plan online and get stuck in. But there's so many variables in whether it's going to be successful or not. How many calories do you need? How much exercise do you get? What's your body like? How do you process all that food and the changes? So it can be difficult to maintain. By checking and writing down what you're eating now, just normally for a week or two, this will naturally encourage you to start seeing areas where you can make some changes, just small ones that will make a big impact. For example, when I did this, I suddenly realised and recognised that when I was at work, 
I constantly grazed on quick fix, easy snack stuff. That typical chocolate biscuit drawer that we've all got in work. I knew that I was doing this. Yes, I knew that every time I passed that drawer I'd, I'd dip in. But I just didn't realise how much overall I was eating every day. And how the portions of food that I was eating at home were always bigger than the recommended portions, etc. Can't eat just one slice of pizza, can we? We've got to eat the whole lot. Knowledge is power in helping you to make the changes you need. It doesn't matter what change you want. Raising your awareness of what you are doing now and looking at what small changes you can make to that process will help in making lasting changes for the future. Want to get fitter? How much exercise do you do now? Do you know how far you walk every day? Do you know what the best exercise for you is? Can you start by walking more? Or think about doing an exercise that you enjoy. If you don't like running, then what about swimming or vice versa? If you want to do, don't want to do something on your own, join a different group. Try different things. Try not to give up after a while. Find a time that works for you. If I want to go to the gym, it has to be first thing in the morning. I've lost my motivation by the end of the day. Now, I know lots of people go after work. I just can't do it. So by knowing this for myself, I can plan when I can go. I can get my kit ready the night before, saying to myself, I'll just go there and do what I can. So it's easier for me than saying I'm going to go there and I'm going to run X amount or I'm going to lift X amount. Once I actually walk through that door, I can feel the achievement I've actually got to the gym today and I know I'm going to work as hard as I can. Do you want a promotion or a better job? What stops you from applying or putting yourself forward? Is it that you don't feel good enough? Do you blame others or see it as they're better than you or they are liked more than you and you aren't? Their face fits and yours doesn't. By taking responsibility for yourself, understanding that these are your thoughts, yes, you might have evidence at times to support some of them, but are you helping yourself or the situation to change in any way by holding on to all that negativity? All that blame and unfairness that you feel. Is that helping? If you start to look at, okay, this is my situation. I don't like it. What can I do? Do I need to change my thinking? Do I need to improve my knowledge or skills? How can if I increase my confidence? How would that help? What can I do to help me? Now, this isn't always easy. I can understand that. Yeah, but doing nothing will achieve nothing. Yes, as I said, it may be hard and it may sometimes not work out for you initially. But every time we fail, we need to look at what we've learned from that situation. Not beat ourselves up for failing once again. All that does is keep us exactly where we are. Keep making small changes, small improvements. Keep doing the things that make you feel good and keep to a routine and structure. Know that each step you make, it doesn't really matter how small that step is, will eventually get you to where you're going.
The only time we truly fail is if we stop and start looking for something or someone to blame. So before I give you some tips for helping with your mental health and well-being and making those changes, please take away this message. Accept responsibility for you and your thoughts. Start small. It doesn't matter how insignificant the change is. The ripple effect will be huge on yourself. And finally, with raising your own awareness of what you do and how you act, you can start to realise the changes within you. And you have got this. By making small little changes, it becomes easier for you to make those lasting changes that you definitely deserve and you want. So here are 10 sort of generalised routine tips for helping you make those changes. So the first one, stick to a routine. For example, go to sleep and wake up at a reasonable time. Every day do this. Don't be tempted to change this at weekends or on your days off. Getting up at the same time each day helps to improve the quality of your sleep overall. Even if you go to bed really late, still try to get up at the same time the next day. When you get dressed, try to get dressed in comfortable clothes that make you feel good. Basic things like getting showered, washing your face, having a shave, looking after yourself. It's amazing how doing these little things can impact your mood overall, even if you don't realise it at that time. One of the things I find in my work is that people who are feeling low tend to stop looking after themselves. A man might stop shaving or a lady might stop putting makeup on, for example. Try and get out at least once a day. Breathe some fresh air if possible. Nature and the sun can have a big impact on our mood. It doesn't have to be for no length of time. Very short periods will do. Find some time to exercise every day. Now, this doesn't have to be sweating profusely at the gym. It can be a, a long walk, a short cycle, a fitness DVD. Any movement is better than none. Interact with other people. Again, it doesn't have to be in person. We take the situation as it is at the moment. Try texting or video calling somebody, Skyping, FaceTime, all these different new platforms we have. If you're putting it off, ask yourself, what's stopping you speaking to that person that you want to speak to? Of course, eating and drinking is healthy and as regular as we can. Helps us keep our bodies and brains working in the right way. Negative feelings and thoughts have a huge impact us on, on us emotionally and physically. So look after the thing that looks after you. Note when your body knows that you're going to get regular meal times, regular food, it can adapt and it can improve how you think and feel. Drinking enough. All basic things that we sometimes overlook. If you think about your car, you wouldn't let your car run out of fuel or water or oil or put the wrong fuel in it on purpose. So why do you do it to yourself? Attempt to give yourself some time, some time and space to yourself, whether that's in the shower or taking a bath or just going for a short walk. Read if possible. Just very brief time for yourself where you can just switch off from everything else. Now, this is important, but it's also difficult. Try and limit the social media and the time you spend scrolling through different feeds. The negativity it can bring to our lives, 
through comparing on how we're looking, how other people's lives are, how great they look, you know, what they're doing. Remember, they are just only showing you a snapshot of what they want you to see. You don't know what's going on behind that picture, behind that video. The post is there to get some attention. Whether that's good or bad attention, it doesn't matter. Unfollow those people who are negative or critical. Follow the people who are supportive and encouraging of you and what you want to achieve. Notice the good in the world. There is a lot of scary, negative and overwhelming information to find when we look for it. Remember the news and the newspapers. Get your attention with attention-grabbing headlines. Just look the next time you go into the shops at the magazines. See which headline jumps off at you. Which one do you notice first? There are lots of fantastic people in the world just like you. And there are stories of people helping others and giving to others all of the time. But they get overshadowed with those attention-seeking, vague headlines that sell newspapers. For every negative thing you think, try and read or hear some balanced views with something positive or rational. It makes it easier. Finally, just break things down to smaller bite-sized pieces. Take one day at a time, one job at a time. We can only really concentrate fully on one thing at a time. Stress and anxiety can be caused by trying to do too much at once. So start somewhere on your to-do list and congratulate yourself when you do each job. You'll never achieve all of those things on your to-do list. As soon as you do one, another will pop on there. So just focus on the job in hand. Think about it when you're in a group of people. You can only listen to one person at a time. So just focus on one thing at a time. Try and help others with support and encouragement. Be the friend that you really want for yourself. There are enough people in the world that criticise and undermine others. Why be one of them? Smile and try and find something every day that brings a smile to your face or laugh out loud. I know there's a lot of information. And as always, if you need any help and advice or guidance, if you have any comments, please get in touch. It would be, be great to hear from you. But for now, I want you to take care of yourselves. Take one day at a time. Change one thing at a time. But for today, the Therapy Guy is signing off until the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Therapy Guy. Don't forget to tune in next week and please leave us a review if you enjoyed our podcast. Are you depressed, angry, suffering from anxiety or stress? Do fears and phobias affect your life? Horizon Counseling and Hypnotherapy can help. With our professional service, you can trust us to provide a focused approach that could help change those feelings. We are here to make life easy with an initial consultation and we also offer evening and weekend appointments. Visit horizonplymouth.co.uk now for our easy-to-book online service.